the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast that I pray is being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Pathways to Increase Intimacy with God. God strongly desires to have an intimate relationship with His children. Proof of that is that that's one of the reasons why He sent Jesus to Calvary's tree, to pay sin's debt in full for you and me, to make that opportunity available to you and me. But unfortunately, although the opportunity is there, most Christians don't seem to care. They don't even seem to look to have and enjoy an intimate relationship with God. And if they do, I don't think they know how to. There are actually proven pathways that we can take to increase the intimacy of our relationship with God. Each and every one of us who are the children of God needs to know what those pathways are so that we can have and enjoy increased intimacy with God like He wants us to do. So that we can benefit even more than we already do from the relationship we have with the God who loves me and you. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Pathways to Increase Intimacy with God. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Turn over to Proverbs chapter 29, please. See, the Lord expects us that when we find out about this wisdom that he gives me and you, this knowledge that he shares with me and you about what is and what is not that we should do, that we should, we should be a little excited about it. We should begin to get thrilled about it. Get excited when we find out we're wrong. And I thank you. Wouldn't you be excited if I, if, you, if I told you there was poison in that cup that you was about to drink up? Wouldn't you be pleased about that? Why? Because it'll kill you. Or at least cause you to live less of a life than you're supposed to. Well, God said, I'm trying to tell you and get you away from the stuff that's going to cause you to live less of a life than you could. So you ought to get excited about it. And be delighted about it. Proverbs chapter 29, verse 3 says, Whosoever loveth wisdom rejoices his father, but he that keepeth company with harlots spendeth his subjects. We ain't gonna talk about folk that's stupid enough to do that, praise God. Let's just go back to the first part. Whosoever loveth wisdom rejoices his father. That's a powerful statement right there. See, if we love the wisdom that God shares with us concerning what sin is in his eyes, then our father is pleased with that. Our father is pleased with that. See, God rejoices when we love the wisdom that he shares with us about sin. God loves when we share with him, when we rejoice about the wisdom that he shares with us about sin. Amen. Amen. If anybody ever tried to tell somebody something, you know, you ran into one of them hardhead folk that don't like what you said and get an attitude because you said it and stuff like that. I know you was like thrilled and excited about telling them some more, wasn't you? No. 
you might have tried it again, but then they played you hard again, and you like in your mind they like, well, then forget you, fool. Or, you know, something like that. Praise God. Whatever works in your kind of language. Praise God. But that, that would be your mindset about it. Where do you think you get that from? Amen. See, God rejoices when people rejoice over what he tells them. That's why I don't know if you ever noticed it or not, but when a preacher thinks that you're really paying attention to what he's saying and you're really gobbling up what he's saying, oh, it, it, it turns his juices on. Praise God. He'll get to flowing and flowing. Praise God. And cause you to be able to share more of what he's knowing. Praise God. But if you act like you don't want to hear it and just sit there like a bump on a log, praise God, he'd be like, well, then. Y'all not flowing with me up here. And that's not it. And, and I'm going to help you here. That's not even his decision. Because God anoints him to speak to you. Which means when you play him hard, you just played God hard and God back up off and say, that's all right. Just hurry and finish the message, close it up and let's go. Because they don't want to hear what I got to say. Oh, but when folk is like fired up by what God got to say, God will turn up the tap. Praise God. God turn it on. Praise God. Hallelujah. Is anybody hearing me up in here? That's why we be wise to begin to start rejoicing when God tell us that we're wrong. Tell us that we're wrong. Tell us that we're acting stupid. Tell us that we're acting crazy. All tarted and stuff. And then when we do it again, we retard it. Praise God. God rejoices when we love the wisdom that he shares with us about sin. And if our father rejoiced in our loving what he shared with us about sin, then we ought to love causing him to rejoice. If it causes our father to rejoice, we ought to love causing our father to rejoice. We ought to rejoice in that he's rejoicing. And some of us sons are willing to take it to the next level. That is, if we love that he's rejoicing over us loving the wisdom that he shared with us about sin, then we ought to show enough love even more not doing the sin that he shared with us that we ought not do. Because if you think he rejoices over you rejoicing over what he said, now how much you think he would rejoice over you doing what he said? I got any parents in the house say, hey. Now when you're talking to your child of whatever age and they listening to you, that makes things easier than when they looking all the way like they don't want to hear nothing you got to say, right? But if they turn to you and say, yes, ma'am, yes, sir, that's like, all right, no. I like this. I can get used to this. And then if you find out that they did what you said, OC, 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 it can get good then. They did what? They did what we said? Praise God. When a pastor find out that you did what he said. Oh, see, sucky, sucky now. <laughs> it's like, see now, okay, well, if you did this one, let me drop this one on you. Because there's things that I want to share with you, but you ain't ready for. But if you do that, then I can open up my big dough. And I can start letting some so enough stuff flow through me. Rather than having to keep pouring out milk. Keep breaking off pieces of bread. We can be able to back the truck up and give you loads of bread. Is anybody hearing me up in here? Now, if that's, like, if that's that way with us, then we should think it's that way with the Father. We should delight our Father daily. Yes, 
We should get him to be able to get excited daily. Because if you rejoice that we rejoiced over the fact that you gave us wisdom and you shown enough ones rejoicing over the fact that we walking in what you said to do, then, hey, we about to do what you said to do. Come on, go over to third John two. Third John, I just want to show it to you. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah, we're doing this. Because God's raising up a people who, de- who, de- who delight themselves in what he says. And then order their lives according to what he said. Third John 2. Verse 2 says, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as I soul prosper. But notice it's just a wish. He said, I wish, I wish, I wish. I wish that you would be prosperous. I wish, I wish, I wish. I wish that you would be healthy. But verse 3 is powerful. It says, For I rejoice greatly when the brethren came and testified of the truth that is in thee. Even as thou walkest in the truth. He said, I got pumped, excited, thrilled when I found out that it got in you, that it really went in you, that you really got that in you, in your heart. Because now I know we're about to do something now. Even as thou walkest in the truth, that when I find out that you ordering your life according to what I said to you, God said, oh, see, this is what I'm talking about. Could you imagine God getting off the throne, cutting a step? Like, oh, watch out now. Oh, lift his hands up and, and get ready to re- and rejoice, praise God, and slap some of them angels that's flying around him. Wow, praise God. <laughs> Excuse me, pardon me. <laughs> Glory to God. That excites me. That don't excite y'all. God said, I rejoice greatly to hear that my father, that my children walk in truth. Why? Because he said in verse 4, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. That is the epitome of the joy that we can give our father. Is to order our life according to what he said to me and you. That is the epitome of the joy that he can be able to, we can give our father is to do what it is he said to do. Amen. Is to live it out. Yes, God said, I gave it out, now you live it out. It. We need to order our lives according to what he did to do. But let me tell you what the initial steps are. Learn to rejoice in what he's saying to you. Turn to Psalms number 40, please. Psalms number 40. We ought to rejoice in what he says to me and you. Get excited about the fact that he's telling us what to do. See, usually you start teaching about stuff like this. Don't sin no more. The place vacates. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, oh, Lord. You ought to rejoice. Amen. Psalms number 40. See, those who are close, intimate sons, like us, Amen. our delight is doing our Father's will. Psalms number 40, stanza number 8. It says, I delight to do thy will, O my God. Yea, thy law is within my heart. See, he said he delight to do the will of God. Yeah, thy law is within my heart. See, once the law gets in your heart, you'll begin to delight to do it. Once the law gets in your heart, you will begin to delight to do it. That's one of the ways that you can tell that a person, that the law is really in a person's heart is that they begin to delight to do it. I didn't say just that they do it. I said that they delight to do it. Because, see, a lot of us do it, but we don't delight doing it. Yeah, well, I'll do it if I got to do it. I'll do it if God said do it. I'll I'll do it if that's what I got to do. But God wants us to delight in doing his will. Did you hear me? God wants us to delight, but that won't happen until it get in your heart. That word delight, I like that, means to incline to. The word delight means to incline to. By implication, it means to bend. 
to bend. Whereas figuratively, it means to be pleased with. Which means the reason why we bend is because we please with it. The reason why we bend is because we're happy about it. We've delighted ourselves in what God said to me and you. So because of that, we're willing to bend. So if, God, if our Father's will is that we don't sin, then, we, then his desire becomes our desire. When, if, if our Father's will is so that we don't sin, then his desire should become our desire. And it will become our desire when it gets in our heart. That's when we'll bend or bow our will in our way to what the Lord has to say. We'll bend or bow our way in his and our actions to what it is that he said to me and you. And and, and we'll be pleased to do it that way too. Because we'll be grinning while we're doing it. Amen. Amen. Rather than complaining while we're doing it. We'll be thrilled about doing it. Rather than thinking that we're losing out on doing something while we're doing it. Because a lot of saints, none of y'all, of course, feel like you're losing out on something when you're doing what God said do. A lot of saints, not none of y'all, feel like you're losing out on something when you're doing what God said do. Like God done ripped off part of your life and God done robbed you of some enjoyment and some fun. And God done ripped you off of of, of your youth. You, you you, You was young. You could be footloose and fancy free. And you could just go about and do what you want to do and wherever you want to do it and whoever you want to do it with. And you can sow your wild oats, praise God. And you can, y'all know nothing about what I'm talking about. I'm going to find a cliche that worked for you, praise God. That you can just go out and eat, drink, and be merry. And live a life that's scary. You can just, you can just, you can just go out and, and party all night and party like it's 1999 and stuff, you know. Y'all don't know nothing about what I'm talking about. <laughs> but no, when God's thought get in your heart, you'll delight to do it. You'll gladly tell people, no. Hey, would you go here with me? No, no, thank you. I'll be smiling while you say it. Not like, well, no, you know, I'm a church person now. <laughs> I'm suffering for the Lord now. No, God's telling you don't do it so you don't be suffering later. See, we're pleased to do it that way. Whatever God got to say, we're pleased to do it that way. That is to live our lives according to what our father has to say. Turn to 1 John chapter 5. We're excited about doing it God's way. I know I am. Praise God. Hallelujah. I was telling one of the VBBS classes the other day. Praise God. I mean, when I went to church, when I first got born again, I would go to church for two main reasons. I had two main reasons to go to church. Reason number one, I wanted to find out who this, who this Lord was that saved me. Who is this guy, Jesus, that saved me? He didn't show me who he is to the point that I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that I'm his. But now I need you to show me who are you now? Since you like living on the inside of me and everything. Who are you? Praise God. I need to find out who you are. That's just me though. Praise God. Amen. I don't like being around people I don't know. Amen. And I definitely ain't going to have nobody in my house I don't know. And I definitely ain't going to let nobody inside of me I don't know. Did you hear me ladies? So I need to know somebody before I get to letting them in my secret places. 
At least the doctor put his name on the wall before he get to looking around at stuff. Praise God. Gave you a card or something. So reason number one, going back to my point, reason number one, I wanted to know who this God was. And reason number two is because I found out every time I went, I found out I was wrong about something else. That excited me. That might not do nothing to none of y'all. I want life. And if I find out I'm jacking my life up, hurry up and tell me. Hallelujah. And at that time, there was only one person on earth that I would listen to. And that was God. I was one of them arrogant, hard-headed people like some of folk, other folk that's going to listen to this. Praise God. And so I, I needed him to tell me and show me where I was wrong. So I get excited. I was telling them, praise God, because when I first got born again, I cursed a lot. Praise God. I did. I cursed a lot. Praise God. I even did it up in church, especially when I got a good revelation. I'd curse then because I was new at it. Praise God. I was sitting in the, in the pews. Praise God. Listening to them, the man of God talking, and he showed me something else. I'd be like, bleep, de bleep. Look at that. <laughs> it's right to bleep there. Folk be like cringing, looking at me. I'm like, what the bleep de bleep you looking at? That man preaching up in here. I'm like, <laughs> Later on, I found out don't let no corrupting communication proceed out of your mouth. That was a revelation, too. I was like, bleep, did you? Oops, excuse me. <laughs> I was excited about finding out I was wrong about stuff. Because I thought I was doing good. You know, when you're arrogant, you think you're right about everything. Y'all know what I mean? So we're in 1 John chapter 5. We'll read verse 1. It says, Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And everyone that loveth him that begotteth loveth him also that is begotten of, of him. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments. For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments. And his commandments are not grievous. That word grievous is talking about hard. Ain't nothing hard about doing what God wants us to do. Ain't nothing, ain't nothing hard about doing what God said do. The hard part is deciding to do it. But once you decide to do it, it's an easy thing to do. Especially when that word gets up on the inside of you. Now see, we read here that choosing to remain sinless is a demonstration of a true love for the Father. We see here that choosing to remain sinless is a demonstration of a true love for the Father. By this we know that we love the children of God. Why? Because when we love God, because when we love God and keep his commandments. See, when we love God, we keep his commandments. That word love right there is talking about affection. When we have an affection for God, we'll keep his commandments. I helped me. I don't know whether you know that. This is one of those verses that I bleeped bleeped on right here because I was like excited when I found that out. Because when he said that I need you to love me, I didn't, I didn't know how to have an affection for God. I didn't know how. How do you love somebody you don't see? How do you love? I, I, I couldn't figure that out. That, one, that was like going right past me. Praise God. And I was, I, was, I was having difficulty with that. And I'd hear people talking about, oh, I love God with all my heart. And I'm sitting there thinking like, mm-hmm. But I'm thinking, like, I'm hit because I, 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 ain't, I ain't got all these affections like that. I don't have that. Praise God. 
But then when he, I read that and the Lord showed me that and he equated my affection with him, with my willingness to do what he said do. I said that I can do. So I don't have to be all ooey gooey with God. In fact, God ain't interested in your ooey gooey. He's interested in your dewey dewey. Is anybody hearing me up in here? It ain't your ooey gooey, it's your dewey dewey that he's concerned about. He needs you to do what he said do. Because when you do what he said do, you demonstrate your love for him. See, that's why we're a person, we're, we're, we're his intimate children. We're his close children. And so because we're his close children, then we demonstrate our love for God and our affection for God by doing what he told us to do. See, our choosing not to sin is a demonstration of our affectionate love for our God. It is a demonstration of our affectionate love for our Father. That when we choose to not do, didn't notice my terminology, choose, because it's a choice. When we choose to do what he told us to do, then that's a demonstration of my love for you. All I got to do is do what he said do, and I'm demonstrating my love for him. Well, the same is true in reverse. Our choosing to sin is a demonstration of our lack of affectionate love for our Father. Because, you know, a nickel is five cents, whether it's heads or tails. No matter which side it's turned on, it's still a nickel. And so if you love God and you'll do what he said he'll do, and it's a demonstration of your love for him that you do what he said he'll do, then the fact that you don't do what he says do is a demonstration of your lack of affection for him. That you ain't, got, you ain't feeling him. You ain't got no love for him if you keep doing what he said do when he told you stop. It's a demonstration of lack of love. Now, the very first commandment that we're given is to love the Lord our God with all our heart and all our soul and all our might. And if we can equate it with this equation that love equals doing, then he's telling you, do what I'm telling you to do with all your heart, all your soul, and all your might. Do what I'm telling you to do. Why? Because the Lord our God is one Lord. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and all thy soul and all thy might. That the Lord our God is one Lord. Praise God. And you're going to do what he said do with all your heart and all your soul and all your might. Why? Because he's Lord. Supreme in authority. Because he's Lord. He's the chiefest of the chief ones. He's Lord. And we should love him with all our heart and all our soul and all our might. Turn to John chapter 14, please. Hallelujah. I found that out. He said, if you love me, you'll do what I said do. And if you don't, you're demonstrating that you don't love me. Because you won't do what I said to. Because it's always a choice. Well, I couldn't stop myself. You're lying. Yes, you could. Because it's a choice. You chose not to stop yourself. John chapter 14, verse 15. Letters in red, Jesus speaking. He said, if ye love me, keep my commandments. How's that for clarity? If ye love me... (laughs) Keep my commandments. I like clarity. I don't know about you. You can't, even, you can't even twist this to say nothing else. If you love me, keep my commandments. And we found out that that, that, that that means do what he said do. God equates loving him with us living life like he wants us to live it. Therein does he demonstrate his love for us. See, God equates keeping his commandments with loving him. That's good news. Well, that's all that we have time for today. I hope that you're blessed with what the Word of God had to say. I hope that you're seeing that it's true, that God really does want to have an intimate relationship with me and you. I hope even more that you're being inspired to do what you need to do, to take advantage of the pathways of the increased intimacy with God that the Bible shares with us that are there for me and you. 
so that we can walk through you into the awesome things that are awaiting me and you. Things that can only happen when we're in a more intimate relationship with God that's available to me and you. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christmas Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'd be more than glad to send it out your way right away. But it's always best when you can get in line. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and see us. We're located at 1928 Bassing Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation and you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after service. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be blessed when you do, and we will too. We also invite all the young adults in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our Young Adult Fellowship this Friday evening. It's called GAA. That's short for Generation Anointed Anifier. GAA is a young adult ministry with a different flavor for a different generation. It's a ministry for young adults, ages 18 to 30-ish, who come together to celebrate the awesomeness of being young, brilliant, beautiful, born again, and fired up for Christ. Fellowship starts at 7 p.m., and it lasts until they go home. H-E-W hanging. Child care is provided at no charge. And VIP transportation service is available for this, too. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be blessed if you do. It's just good to find some other young saints in San Antonio who are also walking this thing out. God's way. Whoever thought that being young and saved is boring must not know G-Dub. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 